This is your daily real estate syndication show, and I am your host, Whitney Sewell. Today is a highlight show that's packed with value from different guests around a specific topic. Don't forget to like and subscribe, but also go to lifebridgecapital.com where you can sign up to start investing in real estate today. I hope you enjoy the show. Our guest is Edna Keep. Thanks for being on the show, Edna. Thanks for having me, Whitney. Okay. Well, I've had more people ask recently about Airbnb and using that in a multifamily property, you know, maybe that's commonly not used for Airbnb, but maybe we start using one or two units and see how that works. There's a couple other questions I wanted to ask you, but while we're on that, can you elaborate on how that's worked for you so far? We're just setting up our second one, but our first one has been going for about six months now because we wanted to test the waters and see how it's going to go. You know, they're all one bedroom units, so they're renting about 850 a month. Through Airbnb, we're making between $1,250 and $1,800 a month there, depending on what's happening in the city at the time. So it really doubles your income on your property. It's absolutely amazing. Wow. Doubles the income. So do you plan to convert more units into Airbnb? Or is it like this balance of, wait a minute, we we want these 12-month leases here or longer term leases, but you know we're going to keep pushing this over here with these few units. We're going to do three immediately. So we're working on the second one right now. And we have one coming vacant at the end of August. So then we're going to go with the third one. And we'll probably run that for a little while and then just test it. If we still keep getting really, really good response, we could see ourselves going 100%. You know, we've got other buildings in the city that's long-term leases. And, you know, unfortunately, we have investor partners on there that are kind of scared of Airbnb. They don't understand stand it. They don't want to do them. This building we own ourselves in another partner who's very forward thinking and loves the Airbnb concept. We can see the future of it. We'll go as much as we can get. And of course, you've got to test the markets just to see. But our area right now under AirDNA, which is a way to kind of tell what rating you have, we're at an A-, minus, which is a really good area, meaning it's not saturated or anything like that. Air DNA. Tell me again what that is and why that's useful. They rate your property and your city on the viability of the project. It's amazing what they offer on there. They can tell you what rates you should be charging every night. And depending on what's happening in your area, there's actually two of them. And sometimes they get mixed up because I don't work on that part myself. I usually have partners. So there's Price Labs and Air DNA, and they, they'll rate your area. And then they also help you with pricing. So it's like more of a hands-off approach so you don't have to be monitoring it yourself every day. Nice. Okay, so back to this property. What is the business plan long-term with this deal? Well, you know, we buy everything long-term, buy and hold. We're specialists in that area, love it. We absolutely love mortgage pay down. Right now with our portfolio, we're over 25000 a month in mortgage pay down. So that's like, that takes care of all our long-term stuff that we ever, ever need to think about. And now since we've got all that in place, we're just focusing on how we can maximize our cash flow, get our investors paid off as quickly as possible. And we really think that Airbnb, not every place is suitable. Airbnb, a lot of our units will really help with that. Nice. Okay. So as far as I know, even your bio mentioned, you know, primarily with other people's money, can you tell me, elaborate on how you all have used investors, how you've partnered with investors? You know, in Canada, I know that like the syndication model is a little different, but 
how does that work in your business specifically? Well, generally, we bring our investors in as uh, joint venture partners. They're silent partners. I meet with them once a year. We send reports quarterly. We explain what's going on. We told them all about Airbnb in some cases. Some aren't interested. Some love the model. So we, we kind of give them a little bit of a say, not, not a time. We usually are always the, the controlling partners in that sense. But sometimes you have to let people get broken a little bit easier. But yeah, we use total joint ventures. We do a joint venture agreement. When we first started out... Our joint venture partners were on title and mortgage with us. And now we're getting to the point where only usually only one or two of us have to qualify for the mortgage. So we, although they're on mortgage and title, we're the ones that were responsible for the mortgage and, and, and that sort of thing. So how did you initially start attracting investors to partner with you all? You know, I used to be a financial advisor and When I understood real estate, I couldn't even sell mutual funds anymore. It was just like, oh my gosh, I can't even believe it. There's so much more control, so much more money, love real estate. It's so much easier to understand. I like simple things. A lot of people think that a lot of my clients came with me, but you know, they didn't. I must have did too good of a job selling on mutual funds. But you know, just basically networking. We partnered up with somebody very early on who had been in the business about two years longer. And they had a bunch of houses and they were actually already raising some capital. I was still a financial advisor when I first started, so I couldn't raise capital. So we partnered with them. That took a lot of fear out of deals that we might have been scared to do on our own. And from there, we just networked and people started coming to us with capital. And we get people from all over Canada and US that want to invest in our projects. Just get to know them over the years. How do they know about you? How do you, I guess, start that relationship? You know, people from all over, is that through social media? You know, how do you blast out about yourself and what you all are doing? Well, initially it was uh, just personal contacts, but eventually, you know, email, I do a lot of Facebook lives. I do a lot of podcasts like this and people just get to know us. And then sometimes they follow us on Facebook. I've had people say, oh yeah, I followed you on Facebook for about two years. I know we understand your stuff. And then they start either, either become students or invest with us. We're actually finding right now that a lot of our students are investing with us because, you know, much like us, when we started, we were scared of everything. You know, we were scared of making that wrong decision and just having a partner that had already been doing this for two years took a lot of that fear away. So a lot of our students go, you know what, if I could be part of a deal, understand it before I start raising my own capital for other deals. So we do a lot of that as well. Makes all the difference. Mm-hmm. That's for sure. Makes all the difference. But let's talk about that a little bit. You know, you have students now that are striving to do what you're doing, right? You know, to build their own business and real estate. And what are some of the biggest things that are holding them back from making that leap into doing their own deals? You know, I think fear is the biggest thing. And when they're dealing with investor capital, one of those fears is losing other people's money. And I tell students, you know what, when you tell me you're scared of losing other people's money, I like that. I wouldn't even take you on if you were one of those people that said, oh, I'm not scared of losing other people's money, whatever. It's their money, right? That's not the attitude I want people to take. That's more precious than your own because they will help you grow, but you got to help them grow at the same time. So that's a big fear getting over that. And then, you know, getting the mindset of your worth in the deal too. Like so many people think, oh, if I could just get the money, if I could just get the money. But you know, there's lots of money out there. You're the one with the gold. And if you can get that mindset, that's going to make all the difference for you. And you know there, you know yourself, Whitney, there's a ton of people out there looking for a place to invest in real estate. They don't understand it. They don't know where to start. So they, they want somebody who knows what they're doing. A lot of times they don't have time to do it themselves. So that's where we come in and we can help. 
Our guest is Alvin Cavalier. Thanks for being on the show, Alvin. Thank you, Whitney. Thanks for having me on. Alvin, also known as Coach Cav, is the owner of Your Space LLC and manages Your Space's investor relationships, coaching program, outreach, as well as oversees its investor network. Alvin has been involved in real estate investing for over 10 years and has extensive experience in short-term rental acquisition, property management, and traditional owner financing deals. As a principal of Your Space LLC, Alvin continues to leverage his organizational leadership experience to create investments in deals for both new and experienced investors. Alvin, welcome to the show. Grateful to have you on. One way that I know people are getting creative recently in minimizing their vacancy in large multifamily is turning maybe a few units into short-term rentals. And so I'm looking forward to hearing more about that because I think it could be useful, not just depending on where that property, I guess, is located. It could even be a way to increase your income as well, you know, if it's something that would work well in that area. First off, I want to thank you for your service. I don't know if the listeners probably don't know, but Alvin is an active duty military and serving our country. So just want to first off say thank you, Alvin, for your service. But get us started a little more about what you do. And let's jump into how maybe thinking through turning a couple units into short-term rentals could help our large multifamily portfolio. Great. Thanks, Whitney. Thanks again for having me on and for your listening. Happy November 3rd. Out of all days, I get the honor. But as introduced, I'm I'm Alvin. I go by Coach Cab in the short-term rental industry. And my company, Your Space, We've been operating in short-term rentals for just over three years, and and we've amassed somewhere over 60 or so short-term rental and sharing economy investments across the country. And that's working between small apartments, large apartments, as well as single-family homes in the portfolio. One of the unique things that we do working with real estate investors, more particularly multifamily real estate investors, is helping reduce vacancies through creating what's called pop-up short-term rentals. And that's simply having the ability to leverage our services and our processes our processes and services and bring them to a multifamily property to help reduce vacancy rates. And what that simply looks like is being able to take a stored set of furniture and put it into an apartment, one to 10 apartments, in literally a day or two and have those places up and running on short-term rental platforms, producing income in, in no time. Nice. Okay. Now that's interesting thought, like have this furniture available. So you just have a process. I assume, okay, well, immediately we can just say, okay, we're going to put this furniture in this unit. And all of a sudden we have a short-term rental that we can put on the market in a different market. I mean, really, or in a different type of industry to some extent, even though it's still real estate and rentals, it's a very different group of people, right? You know, so instead of that typical renter that we'd be marketing to, all of a sudden, we can market to somebody else, right? A different group of people. So help us to think through that a little bit, you know, and some things we need to be able to have in place, even thinking through the furniture and where to store it, the processes to make that happen. And maybe we could have that and we can get it in there. But then, you know, let's talk too about how to market that to that group of people and be successful in the short-term rental space, you know, and then having that pop-up availability like you're talking about. Great. And what we do is, one, we like to keep things simple. And that's simply dealing with things that we typically deal with as real estate investors that have properties across the country. And what that process looks like, it's simply 
having storage space in a given a given city and hiring an interior designer to outfit what those places would look like. And then we keep that furniture stored in a location that also becomes available in most cases to real estate agents for rental that are doing other real estate showings or pop-ups in in a given area. So it becomes sort of multi-purpose if you think about it, having furniture available to leverage and and turn into a short-term rental. The second part of that becomes part of our build phase within our framework. And that simply revolves around being able to find and hire the right people and put them into the right process that we have. And then that taps us or enables us rather to have ready teams available to take on the furniture, get access to the space, pop it up, and then have it ready to rent. Once we enter into this build phase, what's going to happen is we are going to either virtually build out the furniture package inside of the space, have professional photos taken. So we'll always have a running profile for that property or the properties on a number of short-term rental sites and available. So if we know, for, for instance, we've got a vacancy coming one October 2020 and we are three months out and nothing's coming in, we can turn a profile on on the drop of a dime and start to pin out at least maybe a month or two, open the calendar for maybe just a month or two and start taking reservations against that. And that becomes powerful because in most cases, if we're looking out a month or two, all we're going to look at is where our profit margins need to be for that particular unit. And then we're going to price competitively just to hit our targeted profit margins, which means we may not be competing against the entire market because our margins for that one, one or two units may be significantly lower. And that becomes one of the game changers because we're taking on income at a lower rate in most cases because larger properties have lower profit margin thresholds, especially for one or two properties. And it allows us to take that on in most cases significantly earlier in the rental cycle. And once we hit those targeted occupancy rates that drive us to our targeted profit margins, it becomes a win-win for everybody. Nice. I like the thought of of like planning ahead and being able to turn something like this on. So if we, you know, we could look at our rent roll essentially and say, okay, well, unfortunately, we're going to have 25 units vacant between November and December or January. Like maybe that's the worst time of year to, you know, to have some turnover, but to fill that gap, you know, so we can have them available, say in March, you know, or April, we can look back in say, September and say, okay, well, we can go ahead and be planning for this and turn that on so we can start filling up some some of those 25 units for short to short term rentals for maybe the holidays, you know, or through Thanksgiving, December, you know, if that's when that vacancy was. So maybe we could have more units filled. Is that kind of what, you know, how you would plan that? Exactly. And I'll let you into one of our bigger secrets here at your space and and what we do well across most markets, even with traditional single family homes, we will aggregate our properties. And all that means is if I've got five homes in one geographical area, I will build a listing to accommodate all five of those homes. We do the same thing in the multifamily space, and that's simply taking the concept of you've got a basketball team coming into town, and that hotel doesn't have 40 rooms to accommodate the entire team. 
we look at it in the same light. And all that simply leads us to do is provide that same accommodation for larger groups across the that one geographical area. And, and obviously in, in an apartment complex, it becomes a, a better deal because they're all within within one complex. But what that allows us to do, Whitney, is it allows us to create unique value in the market. And when that happens, when you create unique value in the market, you're not competing against every home in the market, against every traveler demographic. And then we get out of the discussion about a nightly rates, and then we start talking broadly about our, our profit margins, because in, in these cases, then we can set prices for weekdays and we can set prices for weeknights and we don't have to move them because we've got value in a market that doesn't exist that we're not and we're not competing with with everybody else for. Nice. All right. Well, you know, help us to think about, you know, what about other than, say, the furniture and maybe our team that knows how to stage the unit and, you know, we got our photos ready. What other software, what other things do we need to have? Where do we need to be connected to be able to like turn that on to start taking reservations? So it all starts with with the platforms that you're a part of. And in our case, we use a channel manager and there's several out there. We we go with a, a channel manager called IGMS. And what channel managers do is they connect your teams that service your property to your guest. And then what happens is that becomes a way for you to automate your communications, automate your cleaning schedule, and communicate between, allow uh, constant communication between, between both from one platform. It also enables, in some cases, for you to, to price right from that one management tool. The other thing I'm big on are security features for homes and what we do with each of our places that yeah, I, ask you to think about we have a corporate contract with Vivint that with who Vivint smart home security and what we do we outfit each home with a smart security package that also doubles as an automation a smart automations package for for short-term rentals so we've got uh, smart thermostats smart door locks doorbell cam outdoor cam all linked to a Google or Amazon device for, uh, for connectivity. And we've got constant access for, uh, for properties from anywhere, anywhere in the world. And we're able to, to give guests access right from our smartphone. So that becomes a game changer, uh, especially when you're, you're scaling and you're not having to work between four or five different apps to do the same job. You get it all done in one package. There. So that, that becomes huge with the automation. The other side of that in the center of gravity and, and all of this becomes the housekeepers because they have the most access to your place, especially if you're doing remote operations. You've got to ensure you get you get that right. And then part of getting that right is building redundancy in your housekeeping team. So if life happens, you've always got a backup on call to help service service your property. So as we call it in our build phase, we are hiring the right people bringing them into the right process. And in our managed phase, we are getting those same people into the right technology so we can automate our processes from anywhere across the country. And with those two in place, it usually sets us up to to do this well. And then we can focus on working on the business instead of working in the business once we've got those things set up. 
Thank you for being a loyal listener of the Real Estate Syndication Show. Please subscribe and like the show. Share it with your friends so we can help them as well. Don't forget, go to lifebridgecapital.com where you can sign up and start investing in real estate today. Have a blessed day.